Welcome to the Eye of Terror. Welcome to episode nine of the Eye of Terror. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. So welcome back. It's been an exciting couple of weeks in the world of 40K. We have a lot to talk about today. But first... Okay, so in case you were not in the know but you probably are, there was this big old uh, rumor dump about chaos, which of course got my dander up because I that was my first love in 40k. So it, it was really, oh, the rules, the rules, man. They were so, like, some of them were a little, like, shaky, but a, a lot of them were such an improvement and I was so happy because it was like huge. It was like, it was like talking about rules and new units and like what there's going to be new models for this and that. And there's going to yeah. be so, so, today so is much coolness. Sunday, December 6th is when we're taping. And yesterday, Saturday, the 5th, uh, a big uh, chaos rumor hit all the major 40K blogs where it seemed a very detailed set of new rules for chaos space marines appear to have been leaked. Somebody said that they went into a room and went through a 179-page codex yeah. with seven new units and a whole bunch of new uh, sort of versions of what, you know, are like chapter tactics. Yeah. And then very specifically laid out all of these, yeah. you know, sort of upgrades and rule changes to Chaos, which sounded, for Chaos players, pretty freaking awesome. It sounded like... Every, like almost all the improvements that we were asking for and it it was glorious <laughs> so i mean it's possible that that this is i mean all the rumor sites said that take us with a big grain of salt but it is possible that that this person may be telling the truth but we immediately jumped on reddit yeah. and and it, somebody it, it was possible it was. <laughs> until uh okay so i guess there is this um person by the username of sad panda on the daka daka forums yeah i believe who is very who is apparently very good with rumors and has um according to one reddit user i can't verify this but uh 35 correct rumor confirmations and whatnot and zero wrong yeah and they were like, nope, not true. And all lies. Yeah, Sad Panda shot down the rumors saying that they aren't, unfortunately, not true. And now I am so sad. So yeah. sad. So we're, we're going to choose to believe Sad Panda. Yeah. And uh, and choose to discount all those rumors. Um, I mean, it, I think what this guy, it was a, by the way, it was a pretty elaborate fraud. It was, it was a very, it was a surprisingly elaborate. It was, he it, went over every single type of chaos uh, army. What's the right word? Um, not formation. He went over formations. He went over rules. He went over u units. And it was all very detailed. It wasn't like they didn't give point values, but they gave the rules for yeah. each of the things and gave like sort of specific things. And I felt like there was, it, it looked like there was enough margin for like, okay, some of the rules aren't like great or good. And so I was like, oh, that's GW's mark. Not everything's great or good. Some units can be bad. But yeah, um, there was mostly improvement. So I was like, "Oh, this sounds legit." And he came up with his own sort of a Decurian style detachment for yeah. chaos that you know had a core, a core auxiliary yeah. and a command group, and it sounded just like the recent, you know, um, like the recent Tau Codex and a bunch of other recent codexes yeah. with 
sort of this uh, alternative detachment to the CAD. And the guy went and wrote all the rules, and it sounded pretty legit for yeah. about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have expertly raised my hopes. Oh, no, no. We use that for we use that for the Reddit users. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, so anyway, I think we have a, a, a bit to wait before Chaos Space Marines uh, get officially updated. Yeah. It looks like some Zinch stuff may be coming around the corner. Maybe. There might be a Zinch Demonkin book before we see a full-on Chaos Space Marines uh, Codex update. Yeah. G-O and G-W. Uh, you might have seen the room if you if you're listening, or and you haven't seen the rumor thing, the fake rumor thing, or you saw the fake rumor thing. Get on it. Pay attention. Seriously, these are the things you should be following. Snap to it. We're waiting. <laughs> oh yeah. And while you're at it, Sisters of Battle, please. Oh yeah. Everyone wants. Everyone wants sisters. Yeah. Everyone wants Sisters of right. Battle. But it'll never happen. Well, yeah. So I think it's always good to start off with disappointment, with terrible, terrible disappointment. It's yeah. a good way to start the show. Hey, this is Tom Merritt from Daily Tech News Show and Sword and Laser and Cord Killers and Current Geek and FSL Tonight and East Meets West and It's a Thing and Pretend I'm Dumb About Star Wars. And you're listening to the Eye of Terror podcast. So we're gonna so we're gonna get into our epic battle report with the debut of the Tau into our battlefield. Yes. we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, the next thing we want to talk about was oh, we just got our uh, a box set. Yes, our box set. Oh, betrayal, betrayal, uh, Cal. Okay, I'm gonna reach over and grab it. All right, it's so heavy. Oh, look at this. Oh, oh my! So all right, bad. I'm gonna hold it up to the mic so you guys can see it. <laughs> you can sure you can sure hear it. Yeah, they can sure hear it. Around. It's just it's chock full of models. Oh my god! So it's got thirty eight miniatures. It's got it's got two hero uh, miniatures, Captain Atheon and Kurtha said, and then it has a contemporary dreadnought, thirty Legion tactical space marines, and five Legion terminators. Everything in here screams quality. The tile sets are um, heavy stock cardboard, and they're beautifully printed. Uh, the miniatures are superb. They look beautiful. In fact, they're so good that I ordered off of eBay an extra Contemptor and an extra sprue of, of 10 uh, Mark IV Space Marines, just so that we each would have 20 Space Marines and Contemptor each. And um, we've already done a little surgery on the Contemptor to make one totally close combat with two power fists and the other one totally shooty with uh, two assault cannons. And they look super cool. I, you know, I, I thought I was not going to like the stance of the Contemptor because it's a little bit of a static pose. Yeah, but it... But it looks super it cool. It looks super cool. It, it looks, super, looks cool. super cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I really love the Mark the look of the Mark IV armor. It has sort of a... Yeah. Their masks have sort of a breathing, like a, like a gas mask vibe, kind right. of. But I like that. And uh, the captain's little headpieces. I don't yes. know what you call those. Those... Uh, very Roman looking things. Very Roman, and I love the term. And I really love the Terminators. They look very. Uh, oh, Cataphractor Terminators are super cool. They look like if if the Romans had medieval knights. Yeah, that's what they look like. And I love the little details that like they've taken, like the missile launcher. When you put it together, it looks from the side like an eagle, an eagle yeah. with wings, which is such a nice, which and, is such a cool little thing. Yeah, if, exactly. If like like later on, the the legions got. Uh, became chapters and they got more practical so they didn't have time for those kind of flourishes yeah but this is the age of you know idealism this within was the imperium it was the golden age it was it was the golden age too bad brother had to fight against brother <laughs> stupid suckers horse. stupid Erebus. 
We hate Erebus. Erebus? You're blaming it all on Erebus? I'm blaming it all on Erebus. Wow, that's a lot of blame on one guy. Well, yeah, well, he's the I, one that, that was the one that sort of led Horus down the well, no, path of it was, evil. Uh, no, I think it was more Wogar, Orgar's orders, if uh, I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, Lorgar, the, Lorgar, the, well, I think it was the Lorgar. emo of all Primarchs. So he got us slapped around a little bit. Big <laughs> deal. Yeah, and that, but he did discover something. It, it ultimately was a matter of time. It was because chaos has always been a very influential force in 40k. Yeah. So ultimately, it was a matter of time before at least one of the one of the legions went under. Well, Unfo- it w- it, unfortunately, it happened to be the expert diplomats who got under first. Yeah, the emperor was trying to keep uh, the information about chaos secret from the Astartes and everyone else. Yeah, um, he actually knew what was going on, which and was, was aware of which chaos was, demons and chaos in general. Yeah, and that was turned out to be such a bad. And idea. Lorgar was, you know, deifying the the emperor. Emperor, and then um, when that got turned down, he kept looking for answers, and then he found them. He found other gods out there in his quote unquote search for the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what led him to turn away. But this actually, um, Lorgar, Lorgar's encounter with the Emperor actually ties into betrayal at Kalf. Because, so when Lorgar was confronted by the Emperor, uh, mm-hmm. it turns out, I believe, the Ultramarines uh, Primarch, what the uh, Ultramarines Primarch? Uh, Robot Gilliman. Robot Gilliman, Robot Gilliman. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was actually there and confronted Lorgar as well. He might have. I think he might have hit him. Well, I think I think Lorgar hit um, Robugalman. There was bad blood between the two. Lorgar was humiliated yeah, in, Lorgar front of, was, in front of the emperor and the in emperor, front of his own men. And in front of his yeah, exactly in front of his own men and in front of a small contingent of Ultramarines. Yes, yeah, faith was his faith was shattered essentially in the emperor. Yeah. So finally, when the Horus heresy started to brew, and Horus was like, did the whole um, did the horrible bombing of that planet with yeah, the yeah. virus bombs? Right. Istvan Istvan three. Istvan three. Istvan yeah. three. It was actually Horus sent the word bearers. To essentially attack the to attack the Ultramarines, he said, "Okay, Ultramarines, de- Ultramarines, and Wordbearers will deploy on this planet, Kalf, so that way they can go and fight the um, fight the Orcs together." Was his lie, and the Ultramarines like, "Oh, that makes sense. So we sure. had we had bad blood between them. This is the perfect time to buddy up again." Little did they all know what was actually going to happen. Right, that they were going to be basically stabbed in the back by the word bearers. Yeah, and then be an ambush. And it turns out the fighting. It, so it turns out the fighting and the bombing on the actual surface of Kalf mm-hmm. got so bad that they had to go to these underground caverns that were set mm-hmm. up by Robot Guilman in case of emergencies. So and and that is where this uh, game takes place. Oh, that's cool. So the, okay, that makes sense because you've got a hex-based yeah. uh, gaming system. Cool. I, I haven't got a chance to go through the rules and the manual yet. How does that look? Oh, it, it looks it looks cool. It looks good. It looks generally balanced, I think. The only thing is that uh, Terminators, my, the Squad of Five Terminators might be better than the Contemptor Dreadnought. I'm not sure, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'm just saying in theory because I haven't. We haven't played it yet. Well, we'll uh, um, in an upcoming uh, episode. We'll, we promise we're gonna play Betrayal of Calf, and uh, we'll give you guys our impressions of the game. Certainly, yeah. It's very, it's very awesome. The um, characters seem cool. It just, it just seems like an overall great set, and I'm very pleased with it. I hope to you. I hope to use those models when um, 
the chaos update comes out. Okay, so I'm I'm going to take twenty of them, and I think I'm going to pay them as blood angels. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all right, cool. So you'll take the other twenty, and I'll pay. Oh, but by the way, there's only thirty in the in the box set. But as I said, I ordered yeah. an extra ten, so Alec and I would each have twenty each. So so then I'll have them as my normal chaos space marines because I don't use Bolter marines for demonkin at all and hope yeah, and then they'll reserve them for uh hopefully for when the chaos update comes out and then hopefully that'll be good so i can use those guys because they the models look great yeah and I'll, and I'll be itching to use those yeah it'll be super cool all right so if you haven't gotten your box of betrayal of Kalith, we absolutely recommend it it's great value production value of the game itself is awesome and we'll report about the game after we play it, but it looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Very okay. Good. So when we get back, well, we will talk about the debut of the Tao Empire into our battle reports. Stay tuned. inkling of who or what is out here. If you had known anything about the true nature of the universe, anything at all, you would have hidden from it in Tala. And we're back. Alec, what do you think of the Tao? Oh. Before, don't, don't spoilers. Just, right. just like, I'll, generally. I'll, my, my impressions of the Tao. The only thing in this uh, apartment more cheesy than the Tao is probably those miniature gorgonzola wheels you have <laughs> what i don't have gorgonzola wheels what are you talking about no those the tiny the tiny cheese oh the baby cheeses the baby cheeses the <laughs> baby little, cheeses. like laughing cow baby cheeses yeah exactly that's the, the only that, thing cheesier that's the only thing cheesier okay oh. all right so today we we played a game of tau versus corn demon kin 1850 points alec you pick why did you pick corn demon kin of all the armies we have to choose from because i figured the demon kin would be able to move up fast enough to where I wouldn't be too horribly damaged. I would have enough units alive left to where I could essentially just sort of crush the Tau. Because I figured, because I figured, I knew we were, because I knew I'd have to get, I'd have to move in quickly. So I figured they were fast and they are very good at close combat, something the Tau aren't good at. Yeah, they're super fast. Uh, And we have, we play on a four by four table. That's all the space we have here. So I don't have a lot of room. Yeah. You know? So when you and you guys are moving twelve inches at a time, most yeah. of your units. Most of my yeah. And most they of my have units. fleet and they just yeah. Your your rhinos go flat out. So I figured you were going to be in my in my face turn two. All right. So let's talk about our armies before we get into any more specifics. I brought the hunter contingent. So I got a hunter cadre, which consisted of commander at a commander in a iridium uh, suit. And then he was given basically a uh, command and control node, multi, which allows him to basically his unit, if he doesn't shoot, allows his unit to reroll hits. A multi spectrum sensor suite, which provides ignore cover again if he doesn't shoot. And the pure, pure tide engram neurochip, which allows things like monster hunter or stubborn or furious charge or counterattack. His weapons were an air bursting fragmentation projector and one twin linked fusion blaster. His uh, support systems were the drone controllers. So my elites were three crisis battle suits, one with the air bursting uh, fragmentation projector, 
uh, and a missile pod, the other one with twin link plasma guns and a missile pod, and the final one with a twin link fusion blaster and a missile pod. My fast attack were two Pathfinder teams of five men each. Where did their fast attack? Uh, they're under fast attack. Uh, that's very odd. They're like scouts. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It just seems. Yeah. So they had pulse carbines and marker lights for four of the guys in the unit. And then the fifth guy had rail guns. So I had two units of those. My uh, heavy support was the uh, storm surge. And I gave him the pulse driver cannon. That's the 72 inch strength 10 large blast ignore cover thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I gave him the, the shield generator, the whole, I gave him a bunch of upgrades. Basically it came to 440 points. Yeah. yeah, just in one unit. Kind of, kind of nutty. My troops were uh, three sets of Fire Warrior strike teams uh, with pulse rifles and no upgrades. My two auxiliary forces were uh, the drone network, which consisted of four gun drones and seven marker light drones. And then I had the optimized stealth cadre, which uh, was one ghost kill and then two units of three stealth suited fish guys. A very, very... <laughs> Tough commie army. Oh, and one final thing. I took an Aegis defense line. Why? Because oh, yeah. I wanted the ammunition dump. Yes. Right to park right next to my storm surge so that uh, it would reroll once. A very tough commie army. It, yes. All for the greater good. All right. Let's talk about uh, your evil army of corn demonkin forces. <laughs> What'd you take? Of course. I uh, took the slaughter cult okay. with a jugger lord with the gore drinker, which gives him, which essentially augments his stats the more he kills. The more, cool. he, the more he wounds, so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. And I gave him my power sword because it doesn't matter if you wound with the gore drinker. So I figured I'd want to give him something at initiative mm -hmm. to make the murdering easier. I also I had two squads of berserkers, 10, e 10 each in rhinos. The sergeants, they all had chain axes for carving up that uh, those fire warriors. So slicing up sushi? Slicing up sushi. <laughs> Sergeant had a melt -a bomb Both sergeants had melt-a-bombs. They were both in rhinos, two mm -hmm. squads. Uh, one squad possessed in a, another rhino. They are just there, not upgraded, not really. Charnel Cohort I took after that, which had the Demon Prince leading it, along with a squad of 10 Flesh Hounds and a squad of Bloodcrusters, two squads of Bloodletters, Mm -hmm. which were in deep strike reserve. Everything else was running. The blood crushers accompanied the jugger lord. He has more meat shields. And I finally took a war engine, the Mauer Fiend. Okay. Which I gave Lasher Tendril. All right. Normally I would be very scared of this army. Yes. And I, but actually I was apprehensive about this army because I didn't know. I mean, I know how fast they are. I faced them before. And you've been on a, you've been on a terror. You've been basically using this army to destroy, crushed by Space Marines and Skatari and Imperial Guard for the last, like, two months. Right? Yeah, they've, I've been on a rampage. <laughs> you have. The blood, stupid blood type points keep giving you all these um, yeah. awesome upgrades. We chose sides. We uh, chose the mission. Um, it was the first mission in the Internal, Eternal War missions, uh, which basically... It was Crusade, you, I The crusade. crusade. So we had five markers on, on the table, um, if you held them at the end of the game, they were worth three points each. Alec, you got to pick table sides. I got to pick table sides. Uh, we both chose World War Traits. I got 
um, preferred enemy. And I got the warlord trait that allowed me to pick three units and make them take pinning tests. But since yeah. all your units are fearless already, it doesn't. It didn't it, matter. It didn't matter because your units are fearless and automatically pass pinning tests. Yeah. So that was a useless warlord trait for me. <laughs> so uh, you deployed, and then I deployed, and then. I rolled for seize the initiative. You got it, surprisingly enough. And I got it. I seized the initiative. Um, but it was remarkably kind of... It was uh, not that helpful. Kind of a non-event. No, not that much happened because a lot turns of- out I learned that the Tau, most of the Tau guns, a lot of the Tau guns are very short range. They tend to be 18 inches, maybe 30 inches. You know, yeah. marker lights are 36, which is good. And there were a few things the Storm Surge had, which were longer range. Yeah. But the majority of the gun line had... Range that wouldn't reach your army in that first turn. Yeah, so you killed off. So in that first turn of shooting, you killed off only four flesh hounds. Of four, yeah, I mean, I, basically the storm storm surges would kill them. Yeah, the storm surge was the main cause of right. Death. So that's it. I killed I killed four four flesh hounds, and then you, and then it was your turn. And then I ran. So on my turn, I ran everything up as I always do. Went flat out with my rhinos. Ran everything I could. And it, that was it, really. Which got them into range. Which got them into <laughs> range. And that's where the fun began. And that's when the Tau just started to unleash, you know, unleash hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like the beginning of Gladiator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, I did short work of the Flesh Hounds. Just uh, chewed them up through a combination of the Storm Surge's uh, uh, Pulse Driver Cannon. That took out a bunch of them. And then the the cluster rockets took out a whole bunch more. Uh, the fire warriors and the crisis suits, I think, pretty much finished off the flesh hounds and ended up killing the demon prince Yeah. in turn two. So that was a heavy hitter. And that was an expensive unit that just got destroyed by the Tau gun line. Yeah, almost immediately. Almost immediately. You were running that up on my left. And yeah. on your right, you had the Juggerlord and his contingent uh, running up that side. And I didn't have too much on that side. I had some fire warriors and I had some pathfinders, and that's where the ghost kill and the stealth suits were. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They didn't do much on that turn, too. No, not, they didn't. Not, not much happened. I think I may have uh, wounded uh, one of the juggerlords or one of the. You, yeah, you wounded one of the. Yeah, you wanted one of the juggernauts. One of the juggernauts is. That's all I did. Okay, so that was that was my turn, too. It was pretty effective because I, I wanted to kill off the demon prince. Yeah. But yeah. it left your Mauler fiend. Pretty close to my gun line. Yeah, but you also reduced the Gamal Fiend. Oh yeah, the Gamal Fiend got reduced from three wounds. He was down to down to one wound. He was down to one whole. Yeah, I was down to one whole point. And, one one uh, whole point, right? Yeah, and then, so then my turn came around. I ran him up again, mm-hmm. figuring I would charge. Uh, my bloodletters came in with an instrument of chaos, and uh, they came in next to the. Sugar Ward, who had a whose um, squad had a banner of blood, so they don't they, scatter. So they don't they, scatter. They don't scatter long within six inches. So that was actually really smart. And, yeah, and they were already halfway up the field. So immediately, I have twenty demons appear in the middle of the field. Yeah, twenty demons just show up. Uh, I unloaded all my berserkers. I unloaded my possessed, and they ran and they started to run up the table. And then I tr- and then I tried to charge my Mauer fiend. Into uh, I couldn't char- I did I didn't think I was gonna be able to charge the storm surge and even if I did I had one wound left and they would just be stomped to death so it didn't matter so I figured 
I would might as well take out his marker white drones, his drone squad that was surrounding. I had bubble wrap the storm surge with with drones, all the drones. So there's no way you would have gotten to the storm surge anyway. You had to go through the drones. Yeah, so I figured might as well take out a few uh, marker whites. Why not? Because that sounds because those guys are dangerous. So you unfortunately declared, <laughs> you declared your charge, and I also declared another charge too with um my squad of. With my squad, yeah, with my squad of, um, my Drigger Lord squad of Blood Crushers. And so they activated their Banner of Blood, which gave them D6 plus 6 inches as their charge range for that turn. Unfortunately, I forgot <laughs> that the Tau have supporting fire. And that's a little rule that allows uh, units within a certain distance of the unit being charged to also fire Overwatch at the assaulting unit. So, uh, so yeah. Alec forgot that. Mm. I remembered it. I had measured the distances. So when he declared his charge, basically, I had a whole bunch of other extra Overwatch shots to shoot at his Mauler Fiend. And you know, with only one wound left, yeah, I got some lucky dice rolls, and down, the, down the, he went. The Mauler Fiend went down. Um, in Overwatch, Blood Crushers were reduced to just the Chaos Ward. Yep, and so he couldn't make the charge because he was that because his model was too far away. Yeah, because I was measuring from the because um, yeah. the blood crusher was in front of him, so he couldn't charge. Uh, and then he was left in an open field. He was left in open field with like three totally wound, exposed three wounds yeah. out of his four, and he's just there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the demons moved up a little bit. They demons, ran. They ran up. Everyone ran. Everyone ran up, but they it wasn't right. Much. At this point, and then uh, your um, Berserkers fired some pistol shots and killed one Pathfinder. They killed one Pathfinder. I am very proud of that. They killed one Pathfinder. They killed one Pathfinder. My, and my Possessed got right into the face of another Pathfinder squad, but they couldn't charge yet because they just disembarked from the Rhino. Right. So that was the end of turn two. So turn turn three happened, and basically the Tau gun line just went into action. The Stealth cadre. Okay, so the burst cannons, which are four shots, strength five, AP five. Um, in the optimized stealth cadre, there's two units of stealth suits, so that's sixteen shots right there. Those things did a ton of work. Yes, yeah. yes, they did. Sixteen strength five shots into your um, um, your demons just wiped them out. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, the combination of the the stealth cadre and the storm surge pretty much reduced the demons to just form just shell shells of what they yeah, were. There <laughs> was just a, like a couple of units, from, couple of from two left. squads of ten to a squad of three and a squad of four. Right. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Just shot the heck. Uh, your warlord went down. My warlord went down. Uh, you did some. You did. You killed one guy on one berserker squad. Right. At that point, I just conceded because it's like. That's like most of my army has just died. All, and all your heavy hitters are gone. All my heavy hitters are gone. Most like already my half of my um, normal people, I guess I would call them. I don't know what else. To say. Most of my normal like troops are now dead. Or half of them. Half of, them, half of my normal troops are dead. Right. All my heavy hitters gone. It's it, And the Berserkers, I mean, they're well powerful. They were likely to get further reduced by yeah. um, Overwatch. And they wouldn't have done enough in order to yeah they couldn't have won done the game they couldn't have done enough and, and the storm surge you know could have just like plowed into them too and then started stomping it, yeah so, at that point it was 
so at the so at the top of turn three, um, it became evident that it was going to be a one sided victory for the Tau. It wasn't bloodless. The Tau lost one Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Yes. It was, he will be remembered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My sodium levels are high. It was. <laughs> you were quite salty. Yeah. Um, so it was really an overwhelming victory. A, an army that has just swept before it countless space marines and necrons and skatari was just torn apart by tau gunfire uh, it was it was i played them the most conservative i guess the way you play tau and that is hide them behind cover and just have them shoot 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 you know uh, i used my buff mander to at one point and you know, give monster hunter uh to um, a unit which basically helped take down the demon prince in a way, I mean, they're not fun because you just basically are rolling dice, a whole bunch of dice at your at your opponent. And then it's, it's essentially just, it's it's shooting it's, it's shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> it's fish shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, fish shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, I think there's a way to beat them. I, I think there's a lot of ways to beat them, obviously. They're, I think they're going to be a strong army in the competitive scene. Yeah, they're not, in, they're not invulnerable. No. They're wrong. They're no. Like, they, and we've definitely have seen some vulnerabilities. Like, they don't have incredible range. Yeah. There's some units do, and some powerful units do, but the majority of your gun line, like your fire warriors and your... Your stealth cadre, they're like kind of 18 inches to 30 inches, you know? Yeah, 18 to 30, yeah. Yeah. It isn't so, great. It isn't great. So, and I th- I think the Necrons would prove to be very resilient against them. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I am not so sure. I will take you on with the Necrons and you can take Tau and see what happens. I'm not so sure because I feel like it would be because the only place in which the Necrons really beat the Tau mm-hmm. is probably combat um, because they're not that fast. The Tau, right. the Tau ironically are faster because of their stupid jump packs and their, yeah. and yeah. And their jump pack shenanigans. They're not that fast. Yeah. They're, they beat them in combat and they beat them in resilience. But other than that, they don't beat them in shooting. No way. Because the Tau have such ridiculously good weaponry Yeah, that it just, it won't matter. The Tau, have a lot they have a lot they can cope with assault actually they can cope better with assault than i thought they'd be able to be with the whole supporting fire thing yeah i just feel like they won't be the te- the necrons won't be resilient enough to just to not get blown away yeah it's all going to depend on reanimation protocols yeah that making be... rolls i don't know I, I think it'd be a good fight um i think they're super resilient and i would i'd love to see that happen so we'll have to play that at a later time i also think a drop pod army uh, a space marine dropout army would probably do pretty well against Tau, yeah. especially if you like null deploy, so you only have like a few units out of distance for most of the Tau shooting. Have them out there during your turn if you can survive the Tau fire during that turn, and then get your drop pods into place, and you're right in their face. Intercept. Yeah, yeah. Not all units have intercept. Not all units have intercept. I mean, you have to come in with a list that had early warning override or yeah, whatever that, you ha- that you have is. To, you have to be able to prepare for that. But if you're fighting space marines, then you're going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, got to get my intercept rules. And then yeah, it, will, it won't be pretty. I don't know. So I I, I think there's, there's some vulnerabilities there. Um, yeah, they're not like if you, yeah, they're not. They're clearly not uh, perfect. They are, if they if they get if they are able to 
find a matching amount of firepower or just a matching amount of force. They will crumble because they're not particularly resilient. Um, but yeah, they're they're just vicious in shooting. There's just so many it's, shots that they put out, um, and all like on the average strength five and greater that it's it's hard to deal with them. Yeah, it's just it's if you gave the num if it's like the number of shots the Imperial Guard can produce, except you put them on high, except you just make all their guns better. <laughs> right. And also you increase their ballistic skill. Like often I was hitting you at ballistic skill five or six. Or, yeah. Cargolites are ridiculous. Right. So that you're always, you know, hitting on twos. And uh, and then because of the high strength, you were wounding on threes or two sometimes. Yeah. I, again, the guns were just too good. Yeah. You should paint your entire army to be yellow because the <laughs> army is no, because the army is such chess. <laughs> so cheesy, so cheesy. Be a nice cheddar orange, cheddar orange. Well, they are. They are. They have. They have a. They have a stripe of orange. All, they all have orange stripes. I made them look like BB-8. The whole army is like BB-8 thing. <laughs> They're white with orange. They're cool. Uh, well, that was. Uh, so that was the appearance of the Tau. And boy, did they make an impression. They they overwhelmed uh, Corn Demonkin. I would love to fight them now. Now that I've now that I have fought um, and been their general, I want to fight against them. Because I I do see some vulnerabilities here, but they are definitely tough to beat. And probably right now, of all the armies we have, seemingly the strongest army. Seemingly. And I, you know, I I, I play them, and I'm sure I didn't opt them uh, optimally play them. I'm sure there's a bunch of strategies I haven't done and haven't you know haven't learned yet. So I look forward to you know getting better with them. But they seem already like they're going to be pretty easy to play with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so short, short episode today, but, uh, we wanted to just give you an updates our, uh, on our, on our fun battle today. So that's, that's been episode nine. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are getting listens and listen, listeners from around <laughs> the world. So thank you all for listening. We have, uh, obviously a lot of uh, folks in the UK and Australia and Canada, you know, English speaking countries where you'd expect, uh, to have a lot of people interested in 40k. But um, we have got listeners in Mexico and China and in the Middle East. We've got uh, listeners in Germany, in France, in Russia. I like Russia is like in the top five, which wow. is kind of nuts, right? So hello, our Russian friends. Hello to our Russian friends. Yeah. So uh, hello to everybody out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot. And we, we get more listeners every week. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email. We are the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we'll be posting images from our battle report today, so please take a look there. Uh, if you can, subscribe on iTunes and leave a comment. We've already had uh, some people leave some comments there, so thank you for that. And with that, uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you soon. Bye.